dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. Hey there, you murderers, traitors, and thieves we call friends. You are listening to a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. I'm Nikki, and although Claire could not unfortunately, uh, or could unfortunately not join us today, <laughs> oh. um, I'm still joined by Charlie. You know Charlie, you love Charlie. What's up, Charlie? Hey. How you doing today? Yeah. Uh, are you glad that I'm here? I am. But you're not, you're not alone. Because we have our own fairy pod mother with us. It's Saf. It's me. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. So, I mean, we truly are blessed. Blessed by I, a presence. We've I'm not blessed. In. I'm blessed to be here. <laughs> Aww. There we go. So you both are doing well? Ready to talk about some D23? <laughs> I'm always ready to talk about Star Wars. There we go. Oh. Got my Mickey hat on. <laughs> I'm ready to shill. <laughs> Start swinging that shill bat. Um, yeah, there was there was quite a lot, right? Um, lots of bombshell announcements and footage. And uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, I guess maybe the smallest thing on the list we'll mention first. Galaxy's Edge has opened in Orlando. So way to go, Floridians. <laughs> you got some Batu for you. <laughs> Um, we also got some of that, uh, the crazy resort that basically none of us are going to be going to because holy shit, did you see the like reported prices Yep. for that thing? Holy <laughs> shit. I believe, I haven't got the figures in front of me, so please don't take this as, you know, verbatim, but I believe it's your first born child. Yeah. Right? It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I don't know, first car. <laughs> Your favorite memory. It's like it's taking away like Dumbledore. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Right <laughs> yeah. Be like Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. where they you like stay for two nights and then they're like part of the crew and they like take some of your stuff out and they like <laughs> nail you into the the floorboards or whatever and you're just stuck all of the, on the all Halcyon of the cast forever. And crew there are previous guests who can't leave now. Exactly. Yeah. That Nikki used to be a, a Star Wars podcaster, now he's half Tuka. Well, <laughs> just sleeping. Pirates of the Caribbean is a Disney property, so exactly. <laughs> you never know; it's not a stretch too far. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. We got a second Galaxy's Edge open, um, so I hope people enjoy that. Um, that's kind of it for the park stuff, I think. So I guess let's jump into the first sort of big media event, and that was. The Mandalorian. The first sort of official trailer was released. And uh, we saw lots of crazy footage. Not much, by the way, of dialogue. But we got good looks at um, a lot of the central cast. And I guess just I'll throw it to you guys. What did you see that sort of stuck out to you? And um, what was particularly exciting? I have to say, even though there wasn't much way by way of dialogue, when you've got... Werner Herzog doing the only piece of dialogue. That's all you need. That's all you need. You can say anything and I'd be like, this is this is a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a wonderfully like delivered line no, as well. It's so good. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Um <laughs> Yeah. No, it's that was some awesome stuff. I remember 
sort of briefly seeing like death troopers mm. as well. Yeah, the death troopers nice... got me real excited. Yeah. I think um it sort of looks like Giancarlo Esposito's character who whose name was revealed as Moff Gideon. Um I believe by Entertainment Weekly, he kind of looks like he's in charge of those guys. Um and it seems so I think that article also mentioned that basically uh since the empire has fallen, all these like moffs that have stayed sort of um in the game are now sort of running these like little private armies. So that's pretty cool if this guy's just got an army of death <laughs> death troopers that running is around. Pretty legit. Shit up. Yeah. Um we also saw a little bit of IG eleven, who uh in fact doesn't like being confused with IG eighty eight in the show. It's probably because IG eighty eight is a giant scrub. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's a it's another cool sort of droid character. You guys are interested in in IG eleven as well? Oh, you know I am, because he's voiced by <laughs> my boy Tiger. So I'm excited for go. that. Represent. Yeah, I wonder when I wonder when we might get the first sort of um maybe clip or or another ad where we hear his voice. I want to hear him talk so bad. So yeah. bad. Do you guys think Yeah, I know go. that uh he he he's already kind of done the joke with uh, for Ragnarok and the whole character of Korg, but he always mentioned about how Korg was sort of based on like like New Zealand um, security guards and stuff, like having really soft voices. But I still kind of want him to have that type of voice. <laughs> I still want him to have that voice for IG Eleven, just so I could hear him say "die meatbags" <laughs> in that in that <laughs> cadence. I'm sure whatever voice he's decided for that droid is going to be perfect. I I mean, imagine, yeah. like, just imagine your Taiko. I mean, he, if we go into his like catalog, just this year only, he gets to play a droid in Star Wars. He gets to play a character in the biggest like selling movie of all time, and Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he- <laughs> that is a <laughs> that man. Has fun. yeah, it's like quite the quite the year. So whatever he does now, I'm just excited. That the shot with the um, where he just shoots all this, like all those people and everything, and it looks like it, mm. it looks like he's actually like a puppet doing it, like a model sort of thing. And we know that's a real mm-hmm. version of the droid, obviously, because uh, John Favreau put a picture up um when they were filming. So I'm really interested to see if that CG or if that's a practical effect. Um, putting my JJ voice on right there, but um, <laughs> I thought that looked really cool. And I have to say as well, the Moff Gideon stuff has me really excited because the way that uh, it was explained and the way how they're saying that he, in his mind is not necessarily a villain because he's trying to you know get justice and order and all that jazz. But one of the things that actually I really like about this whole show is, do you guys remember that game that came out when? The Force Awakens ramping up. That it was in Star Wars Uprising. Yes. Yeah, the mobile. You know, like it was like after Episode Six, and it was about Bespin and everything like that. Wait, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I did play that. I played that a lot actually until I got yeah, shot down. Yeah, me too. I really, I really love the idea and the story behind that. The old the idea that they basically like, no, nah, the Emperor's not dead. Fake news. Shut up. And then. <laughs> the idea that this moth is like taking control because they've still got a giant 
like force of stormtroopers and stuff. I like seeing that idea evolve here as well, where again it's yeah, Alphabet Squadron has a bit of that as well. Ooh, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of it. One of the mm, the main antagonist, I guess, of it is like kind of building her own little thing, uh. and yeah, and it's got reference to other moths and admirals doing the same thing. Well, I, I know I'll be reading next after I catch up on all 20 <laughs> books that I still haven't read yet. No, no. <laughs> ignore those books. Just read Alphabet Squadron. It is so is it? good. Okay, I'm really excited. It's very good. When they had like all the the ships and stuff, I was like, I don't know if it's... I don't know why, but when they just show like one character per ship, I'm like, that feels a little bit weird. Why? I don't know why that feels a little bit weird. Is that, is that a weird thing to be <laughs> weirded out by? Like, every person likes one particular type of ship. Everything I've read it about it looks good. It looks great. So now I've heard this, I'm going to dive into that. Yeah, definitely my next one on the list as well. Very excited for that one. Um, I think another uh, sort of iconic shot now of this trailer is the Mandalorian apparently uses doorways to slice people in half. So that's cool. I mean, <laughs> bad way to go. <laughs> bad way to go. But interesting way to fight. Yeah, I thought it was funny as well because when we was at celebration, I think it was Dave Filoni or John Favreau spent a lot of good time talking about how practical that door was. Um, and they kept they kept showing Oof. that door in different shots. I don't even remember at the celebration event. It was like him walking through the door, a door, a shot of the oh, door yeah. closing. I was like, hmm, that door's going to be important somewhat. And I guess I guess now we know why. That door is the next main character. <laughs> <laughs> it's the execution door. That was actually that was actually the door <laughs> from Breaking Bad season four as well. So you know, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pretend that I know the reference. <laughs> a bad joke about a door being another show. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know I'm gonna hang out with Claire. Um, <laughs> you know what, guys. Podcasting is a complicated profession, okay? Complicated and profession. So is bounty hunting. And so is being it, a door. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's it's really tough. And, you know, I think uh, it, that other shot of the um, people in carbonite just goes to show how bounty hunting is a complicated profession. You know, what if you don't have great storage on your ship? can't collect all those people what if you, you get frozen leave them where they are. that would be a bummer See, yeah it? you could be a dunce you could be a dunce and freeze yourself well, then again you get a decent sleep oh yeah there's That's that true. real long nap that we've all been craving do you actually sleep in it though like do you actually rest in carbonite i sure hope so you well, he, he has, like, hibernation sickness, Yeah, right? it's hibernation sickness and potential blinding because of the the way that it was done. But... So if you're hibernating, you should be, like... Yeah. Snoozing. I think right? I think so. You seem pretty warm. <laughs> it's like Han... <laughs> it's like uh, Han comes out of the carbonite and he's like, oh, just five more minutes. <laughs> like, go away. <laughs> But I feel, yeah, like, and it must be pretty nice and comfy now, because he, he seems really sweaty, he's, like, really warm, and it's, you know, defrosting. Mm-hmm. I have to say, can I just have an, like, I saw a lot of people complaining about the whole carbonite thing, um, mm-hmm. which I I never really understood. I think I had I had a brief 
similar thought when I was I'm trying to think like 14 or younger than that when the Clone Wars first came out and they were like Carbonite I was like hang on a second and I was like oh hang on that's not a big worry at all I'll just get on with it um (laughs) the idea wow I wish Star Wars fandom did that more often wouldn't that be great (laughs) innocent times yeah like like Lando never Lando doesn't say oh Lord Vader, this is the first time anyone's ever come up with the fucking idea of freezing someone. And Vader goes, I know, it's pretty dope, right? Um, <laughs> like, he says, he specifically says, like, this this facility is used for freezing, like, get goods, which in his case would be gas. So it's not necessarily perfect or rigged for a human. Mm-hmm. But they don't say, we'd never do humans before. This is new. Like Vader wouldn't be that. It's absolutely not. <laughs> no, knowing human, knowing people in the Star Wars galaxy, plenty of people have frozen people in carbonite by that point. Absolutely. I mean, just normal people in general do weird shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, people have frozen stuff. People are like, I froze my Star Wars figures. Anyone else do that? No, that's that's too weird, Charlie. But, yeah, that's a little weird. What I do. Okay, this is great. Okay, I had the power of the Force. Uh, Luke Skywalker and Hoff outfit and you dip the feet in water and then like chisel a bit of the the refrigerator and then like put him in and then leave him and he'd put it hanging upside down it was great (laughs) (laughs) sounds like you had a fun childhood (laughs) it was fun until I got showered at why is Luke Skywalker (laughs) hanging outside to fix the chicken it's one for me it's just Just dripping action figures everywhere. <laughs> Moist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, going back to uh, Moff Gideon and stuff, I think if, I, if the, um, the clip they showed at Celebration, like if that's any indicator, Werner Herzog all, is also Imperial, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So it makes you wonder how those two might play off each other if they're like rival sort of remnant factions or whatever mm. I think that could be like a really interesting dynamic um, because Werner Herzog doesn't have death troopers so I, mean, was, I don't know how long he'll him. last yeah. yeah I do think it was interesting yeah. like um, especially if, the, if they're in the Empire for different reasons mm-hmm. obviously a lot of the Empire are just in there to get a pair of profession work their way up the ladder. There's some that actually do care about what their own version of Twisted Justice or Restoring Order in some way or form. So it's interesting to see if they have different ideas of what the Empire was and gets into why the Empire failed because of that. Um, it seemed like Werner Herzog's character doesn't seem too bothered by the fact that the Empire has been destroyed, whereas maybe... Moff Gideon is more, you know, pragmatic in the sense that he wants to downsize the Empire for his system to keep that afloat. Mm-hmm. Which we know is not going to work out well. Oh, you know. Just Empire things. I also think it would be cool if they don't kill him off. I really hope they don't kill him off. Star Wars does a good mm-hmm. job at killing off really cool villains instead of actually using them longer. It'd be cool to see him. R.I.P. Krennic. Oh, our boy. <laughs> <laughs> you did him dirty. 
Do you think he could swing back for the Cassian series? Krennic. I hope so. Oh, that'd be great. I didn't even think about that right before, like before this moment. But now that you've said it, I want that real bad because, ah, oh, Mendo is just so good. <laughs> he's so hot right now too. Well, he's so hot. <laughs> he's always been hot. That sexy cape. I have to say, there is because we know about him and like Catalyst and the Clone Wars and stuff. There, there is a series in there where. We get to see young Krennic as the, you know, the sassy imperial designer. Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, um, like what sort, of, like, there's like house shows where they knock down a house and build it up again and sell them off the market. That, but of Krennic, and it's an imperial, like, imperial design. <laughs> it's like, he's is doing he designing that with super weapons. No, he's designing the house because he designed he designed the buildings, doesn't he? He designed he designed the bigger oh, that's right, complex that's right. from the Clone Wars where Sokol's arrested. So I like the idea of him saying there needs to be more lights on the wall. There needs to be an elevator. <laughs> they can... of red flashy things. Yeah, they can why, why that up. do you have railings along your walkways? We don't do that here. Yeah, <laughs> how disgusting! Take them down. If people are gonna fall, they're gonna fall. Yeah. These railings are not up to standard of not having railings. <laughs> These it's like get with get with it, guys. <laughs> How dare you? What am I? Some sort of schmuck? Look at the floor. It's not shiny enough. <laughs> it needs to be very, very shiny. And you could line that show up right next to um the Dexter Jetster sort of diner rescue show where he just goes in and saves failing diners. Oh my god, what like Gordon Ramsay? Oh yeah, or the the angry bar rescue guy. If you've ever ca- caught that show, no, hey, what's that? That's that's like, um, <laughs> I guess that like Spike TV channel that doesn't really exist anymore. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, this guy would just kind of go into bars, like specifically bars, and um, and just yell at people, <laughs> and just be like, "What are you doing? You can't do this. You're serving food to people." Ah, blah blah blah. Um. I think I think Dex could pull that off. You want to see Dex go into random diners <laughs> and Coruscant and shout at them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you not want to see that, Charlie? Yeah. I, I kind of do now. What the <laughs> hell? You're not serving them any Jawa juice? He's just flicking them all off with his four hands. <laughs> Suck this. <laughs> Coming to Disney Plus. It, it cuts to like um, one of those documentary style. Like one of the the servers is a droid. Like, I wasn't built for this. <laughs> it's like droid just staring into a camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the BB unit. <laughs> <laughs> just cocks its head just a little bit. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long of a trailer for the Mandalorian, but it generated just enough hype, and we know it's um. It's uh, starting its second season filming, I think, in October. So they're ready to jump back in and make some more of these. Which is fun. Saf, what was your overall opinion on the trailer? Uh, it, got me, it got me keen. I like it. Um, I wanted to see more of Gina Carano. It was my biggest like sadness, was that we didn't see a lot of her in it. Yeah. But otherwise, it got me pretty excited. I was... 
there was this moment. I don't know if you watched the interviews, but there was this moment where they were talking about the characters and stuff. And I think Tyka started it, and then everyone, and it was either Tyka or Carl Weather started this, and they all just like started saying about how amazing she is in this show. Yeah, how, right, and right. It, and you could tell how like emotional that made her feel. And there's a really cool interview as well. She had a, she's mentioned how John Favreau went up to her on the first day and was like, "You're amazing. Like I want you to, like you know." trust yourself and your instincts and I trust you and everything and it was just like a cool lifestyle it just felt nice to see how like happy and like like I don't know like in, in contact with the character she was and I'm hearing a lot about how she might be like the heart of the show and stuff like that so I'm really interested to see how that like develops um, I do because they keep mentioning about you know there's all fights and stuff and it's going to be dark but actually it's got a lot of heart to it as well so hopefully mm-hmm. that's how it should be. Exactly, yeah. I don't want to just a miserable, you know, the Mandalorian cutting people in half every episode. Right. Yeah, and like we've been talking about these sort of Imperials and sort of rogues, and it's, it's important to remember that she was a part of the Alliance, right? Yeah. So it'll be just double interesting to see what it's like for her to go through this world when, like, she technically won. But yeah. did she win? Personally, emotionally, did she win? Let's find out. Because <laughs> <laughs> she looks, she looks troubled. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. She does not look like Disney. a woman who has won. <laughs> right. Oh no! Yeah, for sure. She looks. She looks like she's seen too much shit in a short oh, span of time. <laughs> Is she a Mandalorian as well? Or did I just mishear that from celebration? Oh, I have no um, clue. I don't know if that was ever specified. For some reason, I had it in my head. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me making it up, or you know. Yeah, I don't know. I've not. If if that was said, I totally missed it. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it while recording, like a good <laughs> professional. You have voices. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be fun. It comes November twelfth. Launches with Disney Plus. So that was kind of, um a big deal at the convention when they're trying to push that. And we got some other little short hint, uh, short news is that Star Wars Clone Wars is coming back in February 2020. So not launching with Disney Plus, but it, it will be here soon. Unless so you you're in the UK. Aww. When it does launch in fucking February. Wait, the Wait. whole program launches that late? Sorry? The whole program launches that late? The Disney Plus program? Disney Plus in general launches in February. In the That's weird. It is weird, isn't it? <laughs> huh. I'm not happy. Wait, I don't I, know. I haven't actually looked at when I'm getting it. You're getting it. Uh, I think New Zealand's getting it at the same time as Australia, which I think should be It's like, like a few days later, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> Since when does New Zealand get stuff before anyone else? I don't know. <laughs> you must oh have gosh. done something good and we didn't. Yeah, inter- like international broadcast stuff makes no sense to me. It's wild stuff. Yeah. It'll be some licensing thing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's annoying though, because like, most of the Star Wars stuff on the film channels here is Sky. 
Sky is now owned by Disney. I didn't get it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I I assume there'll if be other. There w- yeah, if only there was some other way to watch the show. <laughs> if only there were other ways to access content online. Just it's a shame. It's a shame. I know no way of doing that. Ask Hondo. He might help you out. <laughs> my friends. <laughs> my friends. VPN, I have a link, my friends. VPN. <laughs> oh, Can we do oh, that, that anymore? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's coming out next year. And then we had the sort of big Disney Plus announcement um, where Mr. Beautiful Ewan McGregor walked on stage and asked Kathleen Kennedy to ask him if he'd return to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. She indeed asked him, and he said yes, and then Imagine everyone in the audience... Imagine if he said no. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you see my tweet about... Uh, did you see my tweet about um, Dennis Lawson? Who's Dennis Lawson? Oh, <laughs> Staff. Oh, no. How, how dare you? No, um, he plays uh, Wedge. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's also Ewan's uncle. Oh, yeah. And so I, I photoshopped his face on Ewan McGregor, and I put... Kathleen, tell me, is Wedge and Tilly's going to return? Ask me that. And she goes, is Wedge and Tilly's going to return? And I put, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Which is oh, both yeah. the, the funny, but also depressing, because he's not coming back. Oh, Dennis. Like, um, Ewan seemed so happy when he, when he, he came out, he's like beaming. I mean, you can tell, like, he's been, he, he's probably been like, just hovering outside Kathleen Kennedy's office this entire time. And whenever she like slips little notes under her door, like, can I play Obi-Wan yet? Hey, Kathleen, can I play Obi-Wan? Um, and she's just gotten so sick of it. She's like, okay, someone give him the show. Like, let's just, let's just do it. Someone just write something for him. Oh, you mean like that, that announcement wasn't even supposed to happen? He just, ended he up just came up on stage and she was like, God damn it. Now I have to say <laughs> yeah. yes. He was the one who turned like Duel of the Fates on. <laughs> and she's like, shit. Shit, he he went broken arrow on us. Because <laughs> once he's on stage, no one can stop him. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's Hugh McGregor. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's supposed to be up here, but uh, I'm going to do an Obi-Wan show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, like, luckily he said yes, you know, and he's really happy. We weren't there, but I have it on good authority that when he said yes, like, everybody in the audience just started, like, fucking um and it was wild and it just turned into this crazy insane mosh pit of debauchery of just people being being pleased that sounds about right yeah and um apparently scripts are done they take place uh the story takes place eight years after revenge of the sith which uh very specifically compared to other media places it one year before the uh sort of main storyline of solo so that's sort of the era that we're we're messing with, right in the middle. So, what do you guys think about that? I'm I'm keen. I don't really know what to expect from this, but when I when it finally hit me, like I think a day after the announcement um, that he was actually coming back to Star Wars, I started crying because I love Obi Wan. Obi Wan's the mm-hmm. reason I got into Star Wars as much as I did, and I love him so much and the fact that like we're actually getting more obi-wan content i don't care what it is i don't care if it's just him like raking sand for an hour or something we're just getting more obi-wan <laughs> and i'm here for that just episodes oh, of hut yeah. talk 
Like sitting in his hut, talking to ghosts. Yeah, repenting. I really, I actually really <laughs> do want it to like involve some stuff with him and Qui Gon because I mean mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that lineage so much. I don't know if it'll happen, but I would cry happy tears if Liam Neeson came back to like just voice Qui Gon. I guess I don't think he can like manifest himself as a physical form, but mm-hmm. oh god, I would be so happy. Liam um, Neeson yeah. plays a, a giant yellow ball. A giant yellow <laughs> ball. <laughs> Of light, like he did in the Clone Wars. Oh, I thought you were talking about like one of Tatooine's two sons. <laughs> <laughs> just put his face like the Teletubbies baby. Like the Teletubbies just fucking Liam Neeson's face in there. <laughs> and when the sun Emperor, set, he just like giggles. <laughs> Luke, what are you talking about? Hello there. <laughs> oh my god. They got, you know. It's ripe and full of ideas, this whole show. <laughs> it's, it's, okay, but if he does come back as, as the glow ball, it's got to be practical effects, obviously. Oh, obviously, yeah. I want to see the string. I want to see the string, you know, pulling it around <laughs> from the top. I want, it to, I want it to be like, you know how they always mention, like, with monsters, it's always a ball and a stick. I want the ball and the stick to have, like, a, a printed out picture of Liam Neeson's face. Yeah. And, like, just, yeah. It's so people oh. know where to look on the ball when they're filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this time it's got Liam Neeson's face on that. <laughs> and it's yellow. <laughs> I we love li- that. We I live mean, in blessed times. <laughs> we do. I, I put a tweet out this evening, which is the 29th of August, where I've just I'm come up with an idea. Everyone keeps wanting Anakin to come back or... Darth Maul. I'm like, no, he's not going to be the villain of this piece. Yeah, we need to bring back Cody. Ooh. Oh, that's what you mention. meant when you said bring back Cody. You know what? No, I do not agree with you. Do not do this wait, to wait, me. Wait, wait. Ooh. Wait, wait. So you agreed to me, and now you disagree. I thought Throw you were just saying that there should be a show about Cody, and I was like, yes, my boy. But you're saying he should come back and be the antagonist. I would cry. Yes. I would be so sad. But he killed Boca. He had no choice. He did have a choice. He had no choice. There were those chips in his brain. Good soldiers right. follow orders. Saf, Saf, no offense, but if Rex found out before, he would have told Cody. Cody must have refused to do it. Therefore, he is a villain. We don't know the circumstances. Um, we don't know. We probably won't know until the Clone Wars comes out. And the Clone Wars will prove me right that Cody is a good man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cody just never picked up when Rex called him. <laughs> It's not his fault. <laughs> he was like always in the shower now. or something. <laughs> like if you if you don't think that Sidious would have specifically protected Cody from making like making sure that he didn't get like turned away because he wanted Obi Wan to die, like you are very wrong, my good man. Well, then he must have been. He would have been punished, surely. <laughs> yes, please. Oh no, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Good soldiers, follow orders. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I just feel like all right. Picture this, okay? Obi Wan's in his hut meditating. There's a yellow ball with Liam Neeson's face on it, going, "Obi Wan, remember your training." And then all you hear is a <laughs> the door. He goes to the door. There's two lizard creatures. He's like, "Excuse me," and they're like, "Hello there." Uh, you knew our, you knew our, our child, Boga, and it was like a flashback to the 
and then everyone starts crying and he goes I know what you want me to do and then it comes up with Kenobi Star Wars story you'd watch that right I mean I would I mean yeah. it's Obi-Wan I'd, I'd watch it no matter how ridiculous <laughs> that premise got I would still watch it I mean I just think it'd be because I feel like he doesn't have to maybe okay picture this okay Cody isn't the he's an antagonist but he's a antagonist that Obi-Wan ends up saving yes, okay. because he is a good he's a good person yes. so what happens is the whole show is about Obi-Wan dealing with betrayal and it's all a subliminal message for him to deal with what happened with him and Anakin but also he got betrayed by Cody so that's another that's like him he's like focusing on that and then he finds out obviously Cody's got regret because he was forced into this and he doesn't kill him and instead he helps him out and he goes back and then he just looks at Luke running on or something in the desert doing a handstand. He saves Cody from <laughs> Imperial Servitude by killing him. Oh my god. Exactly. That, okay. Oh, oh <laughs> Charlie, you're back in my good books. You got back in there. Yay. Also, it would be really cool to see Tim in Star Wars again, so I would be happy. That's, that's, that's the main reason why I came up with That's fair. That's fair. Because. Yeah. Please. Please. Please, Lucasfilm, bring him back. You know, actually, on the flight home today, I watched Aquaman for the first time. Oh, yeah, and he's in like, there, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, my guy, <laughs> what you have to do? My guy! And what's fun Never. is um, the beginning, he's, like, aged down. So they could, like, do anything yeah. with him if they wanted to, like, make him look more sort of clone troopery. He has the power. Also, apparently my flatmates, like, saw him in a cafe down in the bay recently. <laughs> he was just there. Wait, what? I mean, he lives in New Zealand, doesn't he? I, he does, <laughs> but still, it was Django Fett. Yeah, I know. And he was just, he was like in the cafe right next to Starbucks while I was working at Starbucks. And I had no idea. Oh my I wish God. he'd come into Starbucks. <laughs> what would you do if he came in? Would you get him a quote for our, our show? I would shout him a free drink. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and then I'd write cody commander cody on it and he'd be like why (laughs) (laughs) of anything you could do why this or you could say um uh, starbucks then does starbucks do uh hang on wait this joke is not gonna work hang on just color his color his cup like a lightsaber hilt and be like sir you might be needing this oh my god and then he'll be like oh Thank you. I'll just be like, hey, I'll give me like 10 minutes. It's like 10 minutes of me sharpieing in the cup, <laughs> the white cup so that it's black and it looks like a lightsaber. <laughs> just say, do you want a boba tea? No. Mm-hmm. But I do like that. Yeah, get it. Because you play Boba Fett. I was like, I can't, I, you know when you come up with a theory and then your brain works something else out and then you get immediately depressed about that. Oh no. Yeah, I did that with Resistance Season 2 because they showed you that uh, side of Nefano, aka the boy, aka the Crimson Corsair, who is the best character in the sequel trilogy. Um, he's in Season 2 of Resistance. Wait, who? The Crimson Corsair? Who is he again? I know I know the name. He's in The, the Force Awakens. He's the guy that Finn was going to go oh, off with. He's got the, the big guy, red helmet. Yes, oh my god, yes. The guy who has to hold his friend's arm when they walk down the stairs because his friend can't see out the mask. Um, <laughs> he's, got the pe- he's got a little peg Captain leg. Captain Nathano, isn't he? 
Yeah. Fighting the fauna, Captain yeah. Nathana, and Quiggled. Yeah. Don't forget about Quiggled. But there's a book that came out. I, I, I notice this every bloody episode of the podcast, but there's a book that came out like in 2015 where um, it was the, the treasure of Count Dooku. And like he was investigating this treasure and he thought it would be like loads of like riches because Count Dooku was loaded. But actually, it turned out to be a clone trooper. Whoa, what? From the from the clone Whoa. wars. Like, what was his Kicks. name again, Nikki? Which one was Kicks it? Kicks the medic. Kicks. Yeah, so Kicks the medic from the clone wars was in cryo freeze from one of the clone wars what? story. Why arcs. did nobody tell me it about was... this book? I would have read it if I'd known that. People slept all over it. That's the problem. Damn. I know. And he he was the treasure, and obviously, like he wakes up and he's a clone trooper who's young in the sequel trilogy timeline and he joined the crew but he's a character from the clone wars but also that means that there's a young tem running around in the sequel trilogy god and i was like cool that's awesome he could be in resistance and then my mind went oh fuck it wouldn't be tem though it'd, it'd be, be d bradley baker <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like oh wow <sighs> <sighs> so apart from yeah mandalorian <laughs> Apart from uh, Cody and Teletubby baby son Qui-Gon, what other possible appearances would you like? Maybe a little Baru and uh, Owen? Maybe some... I absolutely want some Baru. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. How about some, some uh, Cantina? <laughs> I know um, Bonnie uh, actually spoke out about it and wanted to be that, so... She's putting feelers out there. <laughs> I want my Baru and Uncle Owen. Don't we all? I mean, I love them. Who will Thank play you. Baby Luke, though? Baby Luke. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's Mark Hamill. Just the age him. Yeah. <laughs> the age him and make him walk around on his knees. <laughs> With the beard still. <laughs> He can't. He doesn't go that far. <laughs> but he needs to like voice him with his like Chucky voice. <laughs> How does that go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it goes exactly like it that. It's just like that. Yep. <laughs> That's what we're sticking with. <laughs> I like the idea that Obi is like doing like he does in the Rebels, where he's like he's stroking his chin and his beard, and he's looking out, going, "This boy is our last hope." It's just, it's just a CGI mess of Mark Hamill. It's literally just like <laughs> they just took Mark, a model of Mark Hamill and just shrunk it down. Beard so like, and all. It's still, it's still to scale. Like, there's nothing off about it proportionally. It's just a lot smaller. So it's just a tiny Mark Hamill just, running around. That would be amazing. <laughs> I want that. I want that action figure. <laughs> Black series. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the next range is it's just five different variant stormtroopers and then baby Mark Hamill. Baby Luke. Well, there we are. So we got we covered Mandalorian, a little bit of Clone Wars, Obi-Wan, but the Disney Studio uh, Film Studios panel is what served up the sort of the big feast. And that is of course um, a small matter of the rise of Skywalker. And uh, I'm sure everybody's listening has already seen the footage a million times, so they probably know pretty much everything about it. It's got resistance fighters, it's got Pasana parties, mysterious Imperial Star Destroyer parking lot, Death Star wreckage. But 
the real talk of the town is, of course, Bad Girl Ray, with her black clothes and her double-edged, hinge-centered lightsaber. Hot so JJ, evil Ray. JJ, what are you doing to us, my guy? He knows what he's doing. Make that horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm horny for that lightsaber. Fuck, that's cool. It's so good. And, like, nobody else has both sides ignited when they open it up, like the temple guards and stuff. But Ray is just flexing all over everybody. She's already she got it to. ignited. She's swinging it down. It's, I mean, sure, it looks that hardcore. hot. She might as well just, like, go extra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, chop off a leg. You just, you know. It doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. By the way, Nikki, I do appreciate. Nikki wrote the script for this episode, and the way he wrote out what's in the trailer is exactly like Stefan from SNL. <laughs> yeah, resistance fighters, persona parties, mysterious Imperial Star Destroyer parking lot. Um, I just yeah. It was a cool trailer, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it funky because it like wasn't quite a trailer, right? Yeah, it was just like a very short mm. bunch of clips. Like we didn't even see like BB-8 in it. We didn't see R2. We didn't see Rose. Uh, we didn't see my boy DJ, who I'm still holding out hope will have a cameo in this movie. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I know it's so unlikely. But He's I'm just not played by Matt Smith until... now. Played by who? <laughs> He's just Matt Smith now. Matt Smith. Don't you? Don't you? dare <laughs> don't you dare hurt me like this <laughs> so, i think it was, i think it was john john harry from um star wars newsnet who said that mark matt smith would be playing raised blade and i couldn't stop laughing for about 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> he's really flexible huh <laughs> yeah, he's so good he could bend over <laughs> known for doctor who also a raised lightsaber his his finest credit what a role. <laughs> the role of a lifetime. Um, do you know what? I know it's episode 9 and they've said it's the end of the era, it's the end of the saga, blah, 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 blah. I think because we've lived through to the ending of Star Wars twice, it's kind of like skin up our backs, <laughs> but it's it, it watching the whole thing together actually made me really emotional. I'm like, okay, this is the end. Like, even if it might not be in you know, <laughs> 10 years' time. But this felt like, okay, all these elements will add up to something together, and it feels good. Like, the idea of Palpatine coming back, all this stuff feels right, and it feels like it just works, which I'm really interested by. But one of the really cool things I liked was... and Something that made me really emotional, that there was a, mo- a moment in the trailer where we hear episode 9 dialogue of Luke Skywalker... Even though we've already heard it in the last trailer, him talking about like thousands of generations living you now, whilst we saw a shot of Padme and Anakin kissing from Attack of the mm-hmm. Clones, just made me really yeah. emotional. It's like that's the hi- the history and the legacy like, all sort of like coming to this now. Yeah, because I guess as well, it brought me back to being mm-hmm. a child and watching like our era, which was like the prequel era. And I don't think I could ever watching Attack of the Clones. I don't think I would have ever imagined that one day this would be seen again with a new Luke Skywalker in a big Star Wars film dialogue. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind. It's like, okay, this is really cool. Um, I like the idea that they 
included Anakin, Padme, just all the prequel stuff in general. It didn't f- feel rushed or like swept over, which I like as well. Um, because if you are a prequel bashing, whatever, we ain't got time for that. Um, it, it just felt like a, a nice difference from episode seven when they were like, you know, oh, don't worry, we haven't got digital effects. Right. Blah, 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 blah. They didn't say that because that'd be a lie, but, um, you know what I mean? Like, the difference between the beginning of episode 7's press like, release yeah, yeah. to now like, feels deep- like a nice change. It feels like Lucasfilm worked out the mm-hmm. audience and how majority of the audience genuinely like those films and grew up with I them. I think people also, like, it's like acknowledging people have nostalgia for more than just the original trilogy. You know, like, every everything sort of means yeah, 100%. something. Um, and yeah, just sort of embracing that all to to bring us into this this ninth chapter is, um, yeah, you know, it, was re- it was really cool. And it makes me wonder how they'll, if, I, I don't expect them to do clips like that for its, like, final trailer, but it also, it makes me wonder how they might sort of nail down that sort of finality when, um, at, like, the, the big sort of long-form probably around October sort of Rise of Skywalker trailer comes out. It definitely feels like there are going to be, there's going to be a lot of big legacy elements to the film in a plot, in like mm-hmm. an important plot ways, which I find interesting as well. Um, I think, did you guys see the, the snippets that were, it was, I think it was the first day of D23, there was like this big overall clip that was showing all the stuff mm-hmm. that would be happening for, for Disney. And there was one scene which wasn't in this teaser, which was screen, like, people took photos of it. Right. the Vader helmet. Yeah, I saw that one. Did you see that, stuff? No, but I heard about it. So I'll send you a picture of it, because it's actually really interesting. It's this... It was a scene in the... I think it was like a Disney snippet or something. And, um... It just... I think I heard rumors as well about this and like the idea of Kylo sort of taking back the mask and everything and it might be having something to do with the plot. But um, it wasn't actually seen in the full teaser, so I'm intrigued yeah, about like, why that That one in like Ray, a piece of Ray dialogue, I think, where she's like, it's too dangerous or something. I'm going alone. That that was also Ooh, that in that reel. Um, there, yeah, there were just, it's, you know, just snapshots of things, right? Um yeah, so a few things were left out of that overall teaser. But I think the... Yeah. So what... Do you think that he's trying to rebuild the, one? the helmet, then? Mm. Mm. Is he just trying to talk to it again? <laughs> I don't know. Well, what, why, why well, you know, steaming it? Maybe... maybe <laughs> so, you know, that thing took a lot of lightning, right? Maybe it's just still steaming over all these years. <laughs> 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 it's been steaming for 30 long years. Yeah, you know. It's, it's I wouldn't rough. be surprised if he was trying to rebuild it, though. Yeah. I like the idea of him, like, just putting on his face and going, I'm my granddad. <laughs> it's like the glue. The glue in his, you. like, regular mask doesn't oh work. So <laughs> you, like, see it being put together, and then as soon as he puts it on, it just shatters. He's like, fuck. I guess I need to use the other <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a very steamy mask, huh? 
Although someone did mention that it could be Palpatine's spirit Ooh. that's attached itself to the mask. And like Palp- like Kylo Ren is like that douchebag in every horror film that accidentally opens the tomb. <laughs> the ultimate evil. <laughs> I like the idea that he's using it like um, you know, in Toy Story when uh, Woody has the, uh, the uh-huh. eight ball. And he goes, when Andy picked me, <laughs> well, Ray picked me, shakes the helmet. <laughs> so wouldn't count on it. Oh. I mean, <laughs> poor, poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. There's so, like, almost every single shot of this little teaser was something that's going to blow your mind, right? Like, we had the Ray training scene where she's tossing that lightsaber around. Um, we had all the, the fighters, the X-Wings, A-Wings, B-Wings, Y-Wings, and a, one of those uh, blockade runners coming in too. Again, all the all those Imperial yeah. Star Destroyers, right? Um, yeah. Just lined up. Those are Imperial. Indeed. Yeah, it's like every single thing was just like smacking you in the face. And um, then we also have the shot of Finn and uh, Jenna as well, which is awesome. Seeing them in, in the action. In the action. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just like, it was inc- it was an incredible. I think just the new footage itself is like, well, like forty seconds maybe. Um, it's not that much, but everything was just really awesome. I think they did a good job, not giving us a full trailer, but still giving us plenty to like dissect because yeah i mean again the big thing of uh this dark ray whatever whatever this is whether it's her whether it's a vision you've heard every single (laughs) uh possible path i'm sure if you're on twitter um yeah it's it it's just there's so much to sort of process in just these few seconds do you guys land any particular way on ray with those red blades? I personally think that it's something like the Death Star is like a big old Dagobah cave, basically. Like the dark side is very focused there. And I wouldn't be surprised if they see like a bunch of weird shit, basically, when they go mm-hmm. in. And this is maybe Rey facing that in some way or something. I don't think she's going to go full dark side because they don't really have enough lead up for that. And that would just be weird. Um, right. And this character looks pretty full dark side. Um pretty and full dark side indeed <laughs> so i think i think it's something like that i mean as much as i love the theory that she is like you know raised twin um <laughs> who also got abandoned on another planet or something like i think that's unlikely <laughs> she's I mean, like um, star wars she's like nebula in endgame and like one of those multiple rays from the octo cave like escaped <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, what can I fuck up? Um. My um, so uh, yeah, I think I I definitely agree with Saf on the Death Star cave. The idea of this like mm-hmm. horrible, horrible device for evil still continuing to be like a horrible, horrible place. Um, and it it, it it definitely looks like the the planet is messed up, or at least a, a few different planets are being messed up because it looks like Kylo Ren is walking through this ice planet when actually it's a desert. Um, which no, that's not good. Um, so maybe he's talking about global warming. Um, in this film, which would be pretty decent. (laughs) (laughs) 
But one of my favorite <laughs> mystery box, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things like to think about is that if both Ray and Kylo are in this place together, will they see different things? Now, I'm assuming that the Ray vision is Ray's because I think Adam Lance Casilla from uh, Wired put a tweet up earlier where they he had light got the scene of Ray. Um, made the lighting go up and you can actually see what looks like a hand and a bit of white robe in the corner mm-hmm. which looks like the shot has been zoomed in and actually it's Ray versus Ray which you know seeing Daisy Ridley fight Daisy Ridley is the ultimate experience for any fan um, I yep. recommend it um, but also <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that had me really emotional and really interested as well is that Someone mentioned that we see Leia a lot with greenery in the background. And we see Rey training in the same similar place. And the, mm-hmm. the idea was brought around about maybe Leia's teaching Rey the Force. Which one I love. So excuse you, everyone else who doesn't like it, because I think it's awesome. And two, one of the things I that made me doubtful whether it be Rey or Kylo's nightmare is that Ray is actually wearing Leia's ring in as Darth Ray? Mm-hmm. So is the idea that she, wait really? Yeah. Whoa. So well, well, it definitely looks like Leia's ring. It's like the you know, like it's all binding round. Um. So is the idea that he's killed Leia? Is that like a big fear of, of Ben? Because we know that he. Despite his fuck ups, <laughs> does like his mum, or is it again a part of Ray facing her fear? I feel like I'm leaning towards Ray because I think that what will happen is we'll get Ray looking at a vision of the dark side, and we'll get Ben getting a vision of the light side. And I, f- mm-hmm. I'm putting my money down. I think he'll see Han Solo. Dum dum dum. Damn. What do you guys think? I like I that. I think it's possible. And I do like it, yeah. I feel like Harrison Ford would like that idea as well. It's not necessarily saying that it's the character being brought back, but, you know, if it helps move Ben's character in a meaningful way. I think one of the things I'm interested by with this film is the whole debate about redemption is a whole other story. Um, and we could argue about it until, you know, the sun comes out, but <laughs> I feel like Redemption is such a big part of the franchise just in general. And I really don't want them to, you know, Vader it where he kills himself and that's it. I want there to be repercussions. But I also think... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I think I also want there to be a, like... I want to kind of root for him at the same time because even though he's a shit, like, there is the greater evil in the scheme of things, which is Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're leading up to because the way the the first order works and how the empire, you know, like we saw all those imperial star destroyers, not first order star destroyers. Um, I feel like it'd be interesting if like Palpatine had been manipulating the strings, and one of the reasons why Snoke was killed so easily is because it was to manipulate Ben into thinking that he was this all powerful person and to, to thinking. You know, he was the bee's knees. He took over the, as the supreme leader when actually it's Palpatine mocking the Skywalker lineage. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had this before where he mocked the Skywalkers. He mocked the idea of Luke, you know, being good. I'm sure he isn't happy that Anakin, to hear his point of view, was weak to turn back and throw him off a fucking building. Um, <laughs> I don't think he'd be happy about that. So I do like the no. idea of him, like Ben, finally clicking that, okay, this guy's bad. I'm a Skywalker. I'll stand up for my family. And I think it'd be kind yeah. of beautiful if Han is the person who, you know, brings that out of him. Yeah, definitely. It's like my sort of stan- stance with um, Ben slash Kylo. It's like I don't know exactly where I want him to land mm-hmm. by the end of the movie, but I'm definitely like pulling for him to figure it out. <laughs> like whatever that means, I want him to figure his head out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that'd be great to have Han back as just that final reminder, even though I'm sure it will spawn a million YouTube videos about why Han can't be a force ghost, <laughs> even though he's like, wouldn't be a force ghost, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, bur- we'll burn that bridge when we get yeah. there, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll nuke it. Um, <laughs> It's lightning comes yeah, from the no. sky. <laughs> Burn that bridge. I think that that point you um, brought up before is something I really, I'm really hoping for, and that's I don't again like I don't want his life story, but I do want to know the role Snoke played in all of this, and I hope I hope that's something um, that's at least you know mentioned. <laughs> um, like I don't don't need to know where exactly he came from, but. I just I don't want the last Jedi to feel like it was just sort of like hopped over. Um I want things that happened in there to have like very clear connections into this movie. Um so hopefully that might be one of the things that they uh just give us a, a little tiny answer for. Like why what maybe on the base level Palpatine and Snoke may have known about each other. What about you? What about you, Saf? Like, what's your opinion on the whole redemption uh, debacle? I think, I think, I am always a fan of redemption, mm. um, like in general, because I think in real life as well, many people can go down bad paths and come back from it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I think that they should be instantly forgiven and accepted back into the communities. I think that there needs to be repercussions, and if Kylo does come back, him dying and being redeemed. It's not a thing we can do these days. Like, back in Vader's day, that was cool. That was a nice movie thing that we could accept. Nowadays in stories, mm, less so. Um, especially in the context of the wider world. And so I think him realizing what he's done has been atrocious and awful. And then actually stepping back and being like, shit, I need to fix this. And then him starting that process of fixing it while still having those repercussions happen. Like, we know they'll continue after the film and stuff. Um, I would love that. I think something like that may happen. Uh, I feel like, I don't know. I struggle to believe they'll just straight off kill Kylo as a villain, Mm. but it's possible. I mean, yeah, you never know. I think it'd be lame, but it just depends on how it's done. Yeah. My own personal headcanon, which I, I love because it's mine. So of course I'm biased. I always like the idea that the reason why Anakin isn't seen in the sequel trilogy thus far 
it's because ever since episode six, as a force ghost, because we know like in the Clone Wars, we once you're gone, it's not like you just like hang around in Star Wars heaven. You you're still like you're just a different form of being now. So I always like the idea of Obi Wan becoming a master again and actually teaching Anakin and Anakin like for the last 30 years has actually been training and actually been redeeming, redeeming himself by those two going on missions in the afterlife like doing stuff like that and that's why he can't help Luke it's why he can't help all this stuff because they're you know they're doing good elsewhere so maybe if like Ben is in prison and Anakin tries to help him out that way comes back it's like hey sorry mr sorry mr you know yeah uh, i don't know christening <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the whole genocide stuff um bt dubs not cool <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this idea wasn't my own i i believe this was mr chris swift who i talked to about um this and he sort of talked about this idea of Kylo being left on Octo mm. with the Jedi books and Ray kind of just being like, figure it out, bitch. <laughs> and then like <laughs> dumping him there <laughs> in a much more delicate way, I'm sure. But I think that's, that's like an equally sort of like, you're going to be punished, but we're going to give you the chance to like, to figure this out. Um, you know, just sort of similar vein. We're going to yeah. suffer, but we're going to be happy about it. Exactly. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban um, reference for y'all. Get it. Um, but yeah, that's, it was, uh, there's a lot in there. Rise of Skywalker, December, tw- December 20th, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> um, I have to say that Death Star gonna that I still made it 30 years in the sea you know well done that's that's good technology that is oh yeah 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 there's like a turbo laser right like in the background yeah also shout out to Heath for um inspiring me to do my um to David Amber impression with regards to the Star Destroyers but also I like the idea of it for the for the Death Star as well, because if you think about it, like if if that's like real life, like if you think about like the, the Titanic and all the like the bacteria that's attached to the ship, there's probably loads of bacteria that's attached to the Death Star. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you, it's in sp- oh wait, no, it's not in space anymore. No, yeah, because it's, it's yeah, eaten. you're right. There's a lot of stormtrooper like bodies that have been eaten. I mean, it's in the ocean. There's so much bacteria in the ocean. Yeah, but all the microbes, like you know how like the Titanic is slowly being evaporated because they're eating it that's a true fact it's the fact that the, no the there's ba- just one guy down there who's just very slowly chomping away on it <laughs> there's a guy who loves eating the titanic he loves the titanic <laughs> he loves to eat the titanic he's been slowly working his way uh through it for a long time now mm, delicious <laughs> got the whole um but i like the idea of like there being like a scientific documentary about the death star too on Endor, it'd be great if it was like it was like David David Attenborough's voice, and it was like, "Look, as the 
the microbes slowly eat at the Death Star gunner. Watch the fish swim around the super laser array. And then it cuts to, like, you know, like, because it's always, like, to David Attenborough, it's always got, like, narration elements. And then it cuts back to him walking. But it's his voice, but it's an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> it's that little, the little baby Ewok from Return of the Jedi grown up. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> when I was young, golden droid. <laughs> oh god inspired me to tell documentaries <laughs> oh, man. that's the Star Wars story we need green light it Disney if you're listening to us uh, please hire us because we have got ideas also the Steve Freepio thing are we going to address that oh yeah what's that about I mean I don't know. My favorite, my the, my favorite thing is one the Ornals thing. I don't know if you've ever seen their parody of Star Wars, where um, he's he's called Creepio. Mm-hmm. He like he likes killing people. Ooh. That's the, one of the first things like you know popped to mind. The second thing was, uh, uh, what's his name from Doctor Aphra? Triple Zero. Triple Zero. Mm-hmm. Who I've grown on whilst reading the book. Um, obviously it's not going to be him cause he, just because he has red eyes but still made me laugh um, I'm kind of what do you guys think because I'm kind of hoping my other theory comes true which is that they give Freepia his memories back oh man <laughs> and his eyes go red he's like oh I'm mad now he's like you fuckers wipe my memory. <laughs> the PG-13 rating gets to use its one allowed fuck. <laughs> he just sits up. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he was my daddy. We fought my daddy. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker, ladies and gentlemen. I like the idea of, like, Ben is about to kill Ray, and then he gets attacked and falls on the floor. And he's like, who? Who is it? And then you just hear it like a like smoke coming out of the distance and a cigarette falls on the floor and a golden boot just you know, kicks it out. He looks up <laughs> and he goes, it's me, your uncle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just really hope we get him saying, I'm C-3PO, you might not have recognized me because of the red eyes. That'd be great. Because that would be so good. <laughs> he's just He just keeps coming up with puns now. <laughs> People like Serbia, why are I so red? And he's like, ah, uh, uh, smoked a blunt before this. <laughs> <laughs> what if some of that guys um, battle droid Geonosis experience comes back to him too? Yeah. Die, Jedi dogs. He's haunted by that. Yeah, he killed. <laughs> he killed. <laughs> he killed a battle one before Anakin. That's did. why they. That's why they had to. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's why they had to wipe his memories. He's <laughs> just some sick degenerate. <laughs> like and Bale's like, I can't have this guy on my ship. <laughs> Wipe it. <laughs> like three PO won't shut up about the time he like mowed down three Padawans at, in the Genosis battle arena. I just like the idea of, of Battle Garner, um, Captain Antilles, Obi Wan Yoda, and C three PO all sitting down at this table in the Tanti four, or the Tanti three, sorry. And then Freebird's like, we could kill the twins. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, we should wipe that guy's mind. 
throw him out the airlock. <laughs> that doesn't kill a droid. No, to throw the babies out the airlock. Oh, throw the babies oh, out. Jesus yeah, that, that would kill a baby. <laughs> that would that would solve a problem, you know? Emperor wouldn't get them either. It would solve so. a problem. <laughs> Maybe not the right problem. For some reason, we're losing them. <laughs> They're just floating in space. <laughs> They've lost the will to breathe. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> well, free PA, crazy fucker. I think on that beautiful note, We'll wrap it up with a beautiful game we like to play every time we have an episode. And that is What Made You Moist in Star Wars this week. Plenty of perfect candidates. Um, so let's start it off. Saf, what made you moist in Star Wars this week? I'm going to go with the Death Troopers because like, we didn't get to hear it. But in Rogue One, the way they sound is just incredibly cool, and I love it so much. And so seeing mm-hmm. their faces made me think of that, and that's what made me moist this week. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. There we go. <laughs> uh, what about you, Charlie? Um, What made me moist this week? I do have to say the Mandalorian trailer just in general made me moist because it's so cool. Like Zaf said, the Death Troopers are back. I love Rogue One. They had that Rogue One feel to me. Oh, can I just... Yeah, actually, I've got a specific moist, actually, moment. Okay. Uh, I have to say, I was... When the Twi'lek came up on screen... Oh, yeah. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Like, you know. Because, you know, we don't get to see those sort of we don't see Twi'leks that often no we don't but then Natalia Tanner who plays Tonks from Harry Potter is playing the Twi'lek oh dang she's like that me and I had no idea and I basically put a tweet that said like wait what the fuck Tonks is playing a Twi'lek and she liked it and I was like (gasps) that made me moist that made me I got liked by Tonks yes Big yeah, Hufflepuff I totally forgot about the Twi'lek. I got... You all know how much I love Twi'leks. I am always here for Hell Twi'lek yeah. girls. So yeah, also the Twi'lek just existing and her winking also got me moist this week. <laughs> um, More than you might believe. Well, <laughs> while you mentioned that, I guess I'll go back and mention um, that we also found out Ming-Na Wen is in uh, The Mandalorian as well. Fuck yeah, we did. Yeah. I was so... Because, you know, like, I love her... In, I know everyone loves like Milan and stuff, but her, like Agent May in Agents of Shield is one of the best like Marvel MCU characters in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like that show is ending like next year, and that's been really. I was like, it was a bit of a bummer. Like I'm glad it's come to a, like a natural conclusion, but it's like it's a shame we won't get to see that character anymore. And then she's like, okay, I'm in Star Wars. I'm like, okay, cool. No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Yeah, so that's another exciting uh, thing that we'll f- we'll find out who she's playing too. Um, I guess what made me moist—it's a very very humble, uh, small thing—but I did ask Charlie for a Photoshop request <laughs> of um, you know with Pal- the new Palpatine. Po- we also didn't you know, we also didn't talk about the Palpatine uh, poster that they released for Rise of Skywalker. 
Um, I'm sure everyone's seen that already. But I wanted... Curse of hot toys. There, there we go. <laughs> I wanted my own special version of that poster. I asked Charlie to give me a hand. So now I have my own version of that with uh, the robot chicken doll Palpatine when he's lying in the chair with his beautiful legs exposed. Um, and it's, it's very, it made me very moist this week. So shout out to Photoshop. Yeah. Shout out to Charlie. Shout out to Photoshop. Yeah, shout out to uh, Thomas and John Null for, for creating Photoshop. <laughs> and they never <laughs> did anything else. Jar Jar Binks, um, the Death Star in Rogue One, and the ability to crop around naked Palpatine is probably the top three achievements. <laughs> Thank God for Photoshop. What would we yeah. do without it? Collectively, uh, Photoshop makes us moist. <laughs> anyway, well, <laughs> that just about does it, note. I guess. Yeah, um, that just about does it for today. So, again, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can follow the podcast at Imp Senate Pod on Twitter, at Imperial Senate Pod on Instagram. You can like us on Facebook for show updates and other cool stuff. If you ever feel like sending in a question or a voicemail, which we love to read and we love to hear, you can send it to Imperial Senate Podcast at gmail.com. You can get some sweet swag from tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Imperial Senate Podcast. And you can also become a patron on our Patreon page because that would just be super cool. Um, if you also like to play ba- Star Wars Battlefront 2 on PlayStation Network, you can join our community group. And I'm sure in, in the coming days when there will be, or coming months when there will be Rise of Skywalker patches and whatnot, those will be fun to, to jump in together and do. Um, so, uh, Seth, where can the fine listeners find you if they want to? You can find me on Twitter at Wanderlustin, W-A-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T-A-N. Um, I am also on Patreon with the same thing. I am on the podcast Rogue Podron and also the podcast Blaster Cannon, so check those two out. Awesome. And what about you, Charlie? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at C-M-W-A-S-H-B-Y. Uh, Instagram, I'm sure you just put my name in and you'll find me. And... If you find me walking around a cantina and I run outside, just uh, attach a little bit of string to my leg, pull me in and shoot the door, and I'll be chopped in half. You heard the man. Do it. (laughs) 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 And uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Naquishus, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S, and Instagram as well, at Nictifer, N-I-C-T-O-P-H-E-R. And... That just about does it again. Thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. And just remember, the Force will be with you on every first Tuesday of the month. So use that shit intelligently and continue on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I love how every episode ends with us slowly you know, just didn't agree. There we go.